welcome to today's episode of Jazz Beats, your number one podcast for jazz news and entertainment. Here are your hosts, Jackson and Tyson. It's been some time, Tyson. Yes. This has been a long break. It has. There's been lots of uh, ups and downs for jazz fans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Listeners, thank you for tuning back in. Sorry we haven't been available for a little while, but... You guys are special. In fact, this is a special recording. It is. This is the first time we've done this. Right. Um, We're currently watching the Jazz Pistons game live Live. from my basement. From it, it's more flattering than that. It's not just a basement. I mean, we're in a theater room. It's pretty plush. So uh, I feel good about it. I, so, are we live or are we just alive? You and I are live with the game. Okay, listeners, if you're listening a year from now, you're you're absolutely you're not at least alive. alive. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if we if we get a little distracted by a play that goes on or something happens or or we have to yell at an official, just just bear right. with us. Yeah, you guys should understand. I mean, to give you an idea, we are first quarter, two minutes and 43 seconds to go. Uh, the score against the Detroit Pistons is 19, and we are 21. So, so a big lead So a huge in the lead. first. Yeah. Um, we played the Pistons a couple weeks ago, or a week ago. I don't know. Right. Time seems like it doesn't exist right now. Right. It's, it's, we've been on this... This slump, this losing streak for years, it seems now. It, uh, it's been hard, but we lost to the Pistons, who has the worst record in the league right? Um, a week or two ago. So we can't do that again. Otherwise, uh, I'm going to feel really discouraged. But I think it's more of a morale thing in the locker room for the Jazz players. Do you think the morale caused the slump or vice versa? Is, is this reducing morale, therefore making the slump extended and worse and longer I mean, where did it start chicken or egg tyson <laughs> you're a coach so you you can see <laughs> the effect in a locker room of like how hard players take losses right uh but i think just missing players and then other players you know it's an opportunity for some players to step up but when it doesn't happen i just think losses make you discouraged they make you question your ability and you play worse Speaking of other players stepping up, yeah. um, and so how much... Okay, so we had our first bout of COVID within the Jazz right, right. team. Finally. Um, and that was what kind of started our slump a little bit. It was maybe in the middle of it, but um, it definitely played a factor. How much weight do you put on that? I, I said, speaking of players stepping up, it seems like two or three games we had like six or eight new pe- new faces. Yeah that weren't on the team a week prior to that because we had so many out with the sickness. Right. None of them came on the court and left me with the impression we got to sign that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But one thing that did come to my mind is the effect of Rudy Gobert on offense and defense. Our, our whole team is structured around his position, and, and I just re- recognized how valuable he is to our team. What about you? What did you think? It's funny you mentioned offense and defense. Right. Which that's not something we're used to saying with Rudy. Um, it's usually just one sided. But um, player of the year this year, I think he deserves to get the ball more. He's shown that he can finish now. He finishes quick. He doesn't um, chuck up weak shots as much anymore. He's been a lot more aggressive offensively, and I think that's been a huge part. But yeah, our defense it was it went from number one or two in the league, maybe three to dead last during yeah, that stretch tw- with we, Gobert we out. quickly moved to 12th, and then it just was all downhill from there. 
but the, how he affects on offense, not just his scoring, but his screen assists or his ability to be a, the center of a play, there's just no one else who can, can do what he does. No, I, I totally agree with you. Um, as he's just battling and, and missing layups right now as we speak. but um, Nobody can do that but him. <laughs> him being out opened up a lot of holes, or, or it showed a lot I, of weaknesses and holes in the, in the Jazz. I think so. And most of them are defensively, obviously. Um, biggest issue being our guards and our perimeter players, I don't want to say can't stay in front of people or don't because they're not used to having to do that. Right. Is it a, is it a mental thing or a physical thing that we can't stay in front of people because we're so used to Gobert behind us could, and 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 covering our backs? That's yeah, I I just think that's what we're used to. We've practiced it this way and this is how we play. Okay, so do you think we've practiced it on purpose or is it a I can be super aggressive up front because if I get beat, I'm good. Or is it a, it, I'm going to get beat, so I'm going to funnel him to Rudy, and that's our game plan. That's the game plan. We rely on Rudy. Like It's not, it's, it's not a one-on-one ISO game. Our structure is, but don't worry, you've got Gobert here. That's, who he, that's, what, that's the role in the player. So the players have le- leaned on that so much that when, they're, when Gobert's out of the even on offense – they can't even penetrate the three-point line because they don't have a good enough screen to get in. So they're just locked, but not awful three-pointers on, on both sides of the court. It's just not pretty without Gobert. It's not. Gobert's been back for two or three games now, um, scoring 20 a game in the three games he's been back. It's dope. Jazz he, had, he had a seven out of seven game. Yeah. He made seven out of seven. <laughs> I'll bet they were all dunks, too. <laughs> but, uh, <listen>. Details, details. <laughs> Jazz are up one at the end of the first quarter, by the way. That's a good sign. We got a good lead. Feel good about that. <laughs> yeah. Against, again, one of the worst teams. One of the worst teams. Uh, one, not a very good place to live. I was looking this up before we recorded. Life Detroit? Detroit. Life expectancy, downtown Detroit. They kind of have a bad... Um. What's the word? Rep. They have a bad rep. Just being from Detroit, is it? Is what you're telling me well, that that's it, true, or is that a misconnotation? No, I think it's true. I, I don't know if it still is, but at one point, Detroit was the murder capital of Ooh. the United States. Okay, what's your stats? You just looked something up. Oh, yeah. So the stats were the average life expectancy downtown Detroit is ages 62 to 65, and downtown Salt Lake is 73 to 75. So... We win by 10. (laughs) (laughs) I kept waiting for a point or a punchline. And we got one. (laughs) I didn't think that far ahead, but I think that whatever our life expectancy is in Salt Lake, we should win the game by tonight against Detroit. So I'm guessing between, what's that put us, 8 to 10 points? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're getting way off tangent, but... It's not. It's not. Which team in the league would you, just off the top of your head say we would struggle with the most, considering that logic. Which team has the highest life expectancy in their town? Life expectancy. Um, Is Utah up there? That's really tough. I'm going to have to go. uh, Do you have a team in mind? I'm just curious. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to go with uh, Golden State Warriors because... Up in SAC? Yeah, there's lots of uh, weather patterns that come through there that would clear out their pollution. They've got big trees up there, and they just drink fine wine all day, so I feel like that's probably healthy. Yeah, but being on that side of the California border right. can't be good for you. Not mentally. You're right. It does take a toll on, it does take a toll on you. <laughs> I keep trying to think of 
Like, is there a team in the Dakotas? Maybe Toronto. That's what I was. I thought Toronto. That was the Canadians, but the Maple Syrup's going to catch up with you at some point. Yeah, and, that's true. And yeah, that's. Uh, All right. Anyways, <laughs> this is this is interesting. Um, speaking of COVID, yes, our our good host Tyson Curtis was out for COVID. Oh, right. Recently, that is that's we're going to put the blame on that because you can blame everything on that. That's why we couldn't lately. record. So I apologize for leaving you guys for a week or two there. Uh, we had to send our microphones off to get uh, COVID sanitized yep. and sterilized. Um, he is healthy. All is well yeah. in the Curtis household, so yeah. that's good. For some reason, after COVID, I can't lift my left arm. But Is that related? Uh, I, that's, I'm going to blame it on COVID and get a paycheck <laughs> from the government at some point. <laughs> I think it's available. Danny Ainge is with the Jazz organization right now. Um, I don't want to say traded or picked him up from Boston, but he left Boston to come Back to Utah. He has a little bit of roots in Utah roots here. to be a part of the Jazz organization. What What's he doing here? Uh, I don't know. I haven't felt any good impact from his presence <laughs> since our record has been the worst it's been on paper that is in true. two years. So you can now blame COVID or Danny Ainge for your issues. Right. And I, don't, I think that this <laughs> is going to be a pivotal time for us to see his worth where with our record now, if there is going to be a trade, this is where we're going to see the impact of his influences as a management or leadership for the for the association. Are you pro trade or pro? We got a good group. We had the best record in the league last year. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Um, that was a quote, not not my feelings. A Gobert quote. Yeah, Gobert. Yes, quote. we're going to be fine. Uh. I'm I'm okay with a trade. If we have a trade, I'm not upset. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who give me give me three names? Why I can't I ask this, a question? You can here? ask. Okay, ask a question. Okay, give me three names that you would be okay <laughs> with trading. That you would be the least upset with. Oh my, sorry, Rudy Gobert, <laughs> you nasty man. That was amazing. Mike sorry. Conley might be one of the best passers in the league. He's for a lob. He's incredible. He he is. I think Mitchell needs to take a few notes from Mike and from Joe on when it's necessary to throw the lob to Gobert because right. they do it amazingly. Gobert at the rim, just just causing trouble for them. I love it. Um, what was your question? My question was very – I came up with this question by myself. It was name three players that if they were traded, you would be the most okay with or or maybe the three players you expect to see traded. Oh, this might mm. – are we going to lose some listeners? Over That's what podcast? I was getting at. This is hard. Um, that I I don't want to see people leave. That's that's going to be hard. You, I mean, a lot of talk about Joe Ingles getting traded. He would be a hard one to see on a, in a different jersey. Um, yeah. So I don't want to see anybody leave. I hear you. Um, do I think a trade has to happen? Yes. Ooh, wow. And get it. The the guys I think that are on the block are Joe. Um, I think Bogey's there. She's getting rid of all the white guys, huh? <laughs> Bogey's having a great year shooting. And if we want to improve, the, the whole point of a trade is to improve your team, right? So what we send out has to be worse than what we're taking in. In order to get that value back, you need to give value too, or, or a right. value to another team. And Bogey has high stock right now, I feel, because right. he's shooting so well, and he's a, he's a huge part of... 
NBA Analytics our... 101 here, folks. <laughs> I think it's about 100. It's okay. under 101. It's, it's like... under 101. Anyways, Bogey, I think, is there. What's the third name? The third name. I, I think you're going to see a younger guy get thrown into one of these. A Jared Butler a or Jared a Jared Butler, Trent Forrest. A Scal? I don't know. Maybe. Um, you're going to see some draft picks because a team that's probably going to trade with us is going to be one that's that's rebuilding. They're getting rid of some talent. They're trying to do well in the upcoming drafts, so we're going to give away some draft picks. But I see Joe and Bogey being probably the two most likely. Okay, as, uh, who do you see filling their spots? I mean, do you have anybody lined up? Have you heard some rumors? I mean, give us the inside bits, dude. I know that the Jazz... Oh, Rudy, get that out of there. The Jazz... <laughs> I think he heard you. The Jazz have been interested in Jeremy Grant in the past. Right. And where is he? He was with Detroit last year, but he's not playing. I, so, I don't know where he's playing right I'm going to look that up right that, now. But um, Jordan Clarkson's jumps spot jumps <laughs> jump stop uh nine minutes and nine seconds to the end of the second quarter is incredible um <laughs> you know it, it would be tough to see joe see seeing him in another jersey when you say that that really does pull some heartstrings for me i uh, know just that, that would be tough but you want to know who i want to see on the jazz who i is want... it is it realistic are you going to give me a name that's like <laughs> <laughs> yes shut down i want to see what you want though in the in a perfect world who you who you okay like if, if we had to lose let's just say we had to lose joe ingles okay okay and i mean tell me your thoughts if it's realistic i don't know but let's just say we had to lose joe and we were able to trade him for jay crowder i think that's a big win for the jazz right now is it too big is it is it, totally Is it realistic? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't looked at contracts or anything, but right. I think as far as play wise, Jeremy's or er, er, Jay's at Phoenix. Yeah. I don't see Phoenix doing much, but they just won a title. I mean, I mean, or well, lost. Well, they were it, they were in. They yeah, were in they're it. still a championship team in my books, but. <laughs> Because that's how the Jazz won two in a row. Anyway, <laughs> back to details. But the thing is, is his experience now and level of you know being deep in the playoffs is is. Very valuable to the Jazz. And talk about what we're missing, and we talked about it earlier, is our defensive, our perimeter defense. Right. And Jay is is not one to back down. He's going to be physical. Right. He's going to be what we need. And I, I would be all over that. And one thing that I feel like we're really missing out of Joe isn't his rebounds, isn't his assists, isn't is even it his, his shooting. Is it his trash? It's it's his the, trash it's the attitude. It's the personality, the character on the court that we are lacking. And Jay Crowder... He he brought some heat to the fans, and and I think that's what we're missing. Not a lot of connecting with fans. If you've noticed, it seems more quiet than it should be at games. Have you been to some games recently? We went to a game a, a little bit ago. Yeah. And there were some lulls, yeah. it seemed like. Yeah, I think we have a reputation, and I, and I don't think we – well, we used to have a reputation that I don't think we hold now in the arena. Being the, the league's best fans or yeah, loudest the fans. loudest fans. Yeah, I don't think they're the loudest fans anymore. Interesting. Step it up, Jazz fans. Absolutely. We need to bring that back. Um, what else do we have on the agenda? So much has happened. Yeah, there has been a lot. Um, Jared Butler's also out. We've had Donovan Mitchell hasn't played the last couple games. He's got a concussion protocol. Um, Hassan Whiteside also still hasn't returned for a number of games. So that. As Abuki played some minutes, he did. 
Good for him. Okay, I want that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Quinn. He brought up okay, he Coach Quinn. All right. His um you mentioned Azabuki. His excuse, his reasoning behind playing Azabuki over Pascal in the last few games. Because Azabuki started. Right. First NBA start. Right. A lot of fans, a lot of people on Twitter are saying Pascal should have got a lot of those minutes, played small ball five right. to see what happens. And Coach said, our structure is around a big defensive presence, so I felt like we needed that. Right. Coach also said, and you, you sent this to me in a screenshot. What did he say? No. You didn't. I, you had. You I, did. I did. I did. I, <laughs> this is like an hour ago. Me, me shaking my head means I don't know what he said. <laughs> he said I haven't been doing a good job coaching this team lately, or something along those lines. Uh, let's get it exact because this is super important. How does how does that make you feel? I'm when, and, and quote. I'm probably not doing as good a job as a coach as I need to get through. as I need to get through. Anyways, he didn't go to English school, so we're we're good. Right. He he is talking to Utahns, so it's pretty normal. <laughs> what what are your thoughts when you, when your coach, your head coach, comes out and says, "I'm not doing good enough as a coach." I think a lot of fans last year were saying, "Make some adjustments, coach," and there was a little bit of heat on him. And then in the end, you know, there he, we can blame the players and the, and the design of how we play. But all that should fall back on the coach. It's like the leader of any group has to at some point take responsibility for the performance of the people that they lead. So do you think this is him taking the blame and the responsibility so to get heat off of the players? Or is this him saying, I have not, I have not been doing well. I've got to do better. He is it a cover-up or it, is he being sincere? Uh, I feel like it's a little bit of a cover-up because he says the word probably. <laughs> I'm probably not doing as good a job as I could. I mean, it depends on how you hear the vo- But if he said, flat out, I'm not doing the best job I can. I need to do better. I mean, if you hear that, that that's not a cover-up. That's someone who recognizes that there needs to be a change. So Okay, so I feel like there's two mindsets in response to that. One being... Um, Good on him for taking responsibility. Hopefully he gets a builds a fire and is um, determined and does his homework to to be better and to do better okay. and to make adjustments. Or is it, man, our, our coach, if he's admitting this, he's pretty weak and he's not. Right. So where do you think, where do you think is the right mindset? I wish I could answer that in a, in a couple weeks from now. Okay. To see where, what happens. But I hope for the one... I'm a little concerned. You, get, you don't hear that very often, though, is right. what I'm saying. You right. don't hear the coach flat out say, I'm not doing a good job. Right. And I don't like that. Well, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing then, because uh, we need something out of the ordinary. Something amazing, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That's true. Or is it incredible? I, it should have been incredible if Sorry, it's not. I mean, I, Next time. I got that next time. Um, yeah, because there needs to be something changing. Yeah. So are you You think the change is players? I think a trade is inevitable. Okay. Um, I think that's why Ainge is here, and I think we've st- struggled too much that we're, that we're losing the players' attitudes, like you said. We're losing the fans' attitudes right now, and I think a change has to happen. 
Right. But what, there's a reason I'm sitting here and there's guys in that office in that building doing their jobs. Right. I, I'm not I sure what that reason is, <laughs> but I guess it's a thing. Uh, if In the perfect world, I'd like to uh, trade Forrest for Jay Crowder. I changed my mind <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> after watching the last few possessions. Uh, happy to keep Joe, but also want Jay Crowder, so indefinitely. I think he would be good to have back on the team. Sorry, I'm, I'm reverting back to that, but I, I just don't know any other players that I really like in the NBA that I want to see on our team. So I know my my mom would be happy. With She's Jay. a big Crowder fan. She's yeah. probably going to listen to this six or eight times. To be honest, Jay's so. a big fan of her. Well, she got him to <laughs> to respond to her at one point, or or she she got him. I don't even know if I should say this. <laughs> this is a, she got him to policy? follow her. <laughs> And then when he found out, this is this is bad. Uh, <laughs> when uh, he found out she wasn't single or or whatever, he he immediately stopped following her. So it was like a, a ten seconds to right. fame for my mom. Right. And since then, she's a huge Crowder fan. So yeah, I mean, I get it. I get. I I mean, I get it for him, and I and I get it for her. You know. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. So where do you see this Detroit game ending up, Jackson? We are six minutes to the half and six and a half minutes and we are up by one basket scores 38 40 pull out your black ball give it a shake and tell me what you see inside jazz usually do well in the second half because of who donovan mitchell exactly donovan's not there i i see us going down to the wire i see clarkson having a big third quarter because we need somebody to as he takes a three right here and hits it Wow. Which is awesome. Wow. Um, I see him having a big game, and I think we pull it out by single digits. Really? Okay, so you're putting a big dub on this. Yeah. We a, need it. An average, a mediocre dub. It has to happen. Okay. You? Okay. I think we lose by six. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we, our roles are reversed. I was not expecting that. I know. I'm sorry, <clears throat> but um, like you say, I, I don't know that we're going to have that third, early third quarter power that we normally get from Donovan Mitchell. That hurts. I'm sorry. That hurts. Right. Um, looking forward to the Jazz schedule. We got some big games coming up. Let's we have honest. the Warriors on Sunday back in twice. Golden State. Are we back to back? I think we're back to back. No, we're Suns back to back right after Suns that. Suns back to back. I mean, we're playing Golden State and the Suns all in one week. And Golden then- State. Two Suns games and the Grizzlies, who overtook us for the third right. spot in the West. And we Huge week. Ja- I mean, that's just a battle against Memphis. Ja yeah, is ja. coming to town. Yeah, that's always fun. Those are going to be big games. Yeah, can't wait. Jazz, we need your help. Jazz fans, for that matter. Jazz are struggling right now. They need some some bring back that Utah crowd. So hang in there with us. It's a long season, and there's a lot of ups coming up. I guarantee it. Prove me wrong. Make Jackson the winner tonight. <laughs> 